And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Infinity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and welcome to another We Are Mead podcast with Davey Rispin and Mickey Brennan. The We Are Mead podcast, of course, is a GA podcast, Davey Rispin, but um, for the last number of weeks and months and whatever we've been, we've only been training, we haven't been doing what a GA club does best to just play football, but I suppose it's not only what the GA clubs are about uh, in the community. No, I suppose oftentimes when, when there's no games and the focus is completely off, you know, championship football and stuff, it actually gives clubs a bit of an opportunity to do other things outside of the playing activities, if you will. Um, so I suppose fundraising is a massive thing. And, you know, at the minute, t- uh, sorry, clubs are having to be innovative with their ways of coming up with fundraisers because you can't do your your strictlies and, your, you know, your even golf classics at the minute or anything like that. So the you know, clubs are thinking on their feet and they're coming up with a whole host of different things from, you know, prediction forecasts to, um, you know, tr- things w- like we did we did with our lotto, just trying to, I suppose, generate a bit of interest because at the minute, everybody is sort of online, they're at home and that's where you're nearly going to get people. You know, you, you have to try and hit them online with different things and appeal to them because at the minute, they're sitting at home and in the vast majority of cases, they're probably watching sport on the TV every day of the week. So, Dunsany GFC Mickey are the latest to come up with a fundraiser following on from um, the two clubs, Ultons and um, Drumbarra, that we had on in recent weeks. They're, with the Masters coming up, they're doing a prediction competition um, for the Masters. So um, for to, to enter, you have to pick one of 10 golfers from each of the six groups that are uh, designated. The closing date for this is April 5th. Um, the golfers, are, they're going to be ordered by their rankings. That's going to depend what the six groups are going to be defined as. Um, obviously, the lowest score for your whole set of six players at the end of the tournament is the winner. Um, entry is €10. Euro. You can get three entries for €20. First prize is €400. Second prize, €100. And €50 Euro for uh, the best seller. So there's actually there's an option there to, to refer who got you into it or whatever. So th- there's a 50 euro there for whoever is the best one. Um, you can sign up at tiny.cc forward slash Dunsany Masters. I haven't heard that URL before, Mickey, but it's it's something a little bit different. Um, <laughs> you can also follow your progress compared to everyone else throughout the tournament itself. Uh, you can also request physical tickets from piero.dunsany.mead at ga.ie. And uh, that's Pat um, in Dunsany, so you'll be you'll be true to Pat when you email him. And um, yeah, really good one. I know the Masters is probably the biggest golf tournament in uh, of the year, Mickey, and it always generates a good bit of interest. 
When is the Masters taking place, Davy? I, I think it's starting in the first or possibly the second week um, of April. So they have okay. the closing date for this as the 5th of April. So I can only assume it's starting on the 6th or 7th, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a massive sporting event in the sporting calendar, the Masters. And, um, you know, it's just another way of getting an interest in it. I love the way that you have to pick a team of players and obviously you'll be, you'll, they'll all be seeded. So you'll have to pick players mm. from different groups and whatever. So, um, yeah, that'll give you an interest in, in, in everybody who's, who's playing um, right through the whole field. Uh, it's an interesting one and that will be one worth following. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I suppose that the thing about it is, is to probably pick the, the the picks that maybe wouldn't just spring to mind straight away because everyone will probably try and pick the the, the first name off the sheet, if you will. But obviously, yeah. it's a, it's a very uh, prestigious golf tournament, and it very rarely goes to script like that. So, um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. But uh, yeah, follow that one with Unsaney. They're um, they're what a big fundraiser. Say, what you're saying there, Davy, is that it's not as predictable as the All Ireland Championship. <laughs> no, well, I suppose if you took Dublin out of it, you could say it might be a little bit more unpredictable, Mickey. But no, yeah, well, you'd yeah. still probably come up with the usual suspects. But no, I think the Masters, in its essence, is is a big open yeah. field of a golf tournament, and I think the course itself uh, lends weather itself to that. everything. Yeah, the weather. Yeah, yeah. There's so much uh, that that uh, can 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 affect it, and I suppose when you bring over the American. Um, uh, the American influence and they wouldn't be used to the really bad weather and so like it's it's just yeah it's a, it's a really interesting one and of course you know there there are a lot of different fundraisers at the at the moment Trim GA have their pick the winner one and the prediction forecast that's over a load of different sporting events for the rest of the year and then there are a couple of initiatives that are not um uh, their, their fundraisers not for the clubs um like for for instance the Drum Barrel one and um, they're doing their fundraiser for have it written down here. It is for Autism Ireland. So, um, and that's another brilliant one. DJ Carry and Barry Monaghan were on with us a couple of weeks ago explaining that four by four by 48. So, four miles for every four hours for 48 hours. That's just incredible. So, it is. And then you will also have, so that's 12, it's what, 48 miles, is it? Yes. Yeah. Long, long distance. So, it is. And then you Two have marathons, Two marathons, nearly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you have St. Dalton's Ladies. And they're uh, part of the, the LGFA Mental Health Initiative, One Good Club. Um, and that's for young and old, everybody in the community um, to get involved with. And, 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 you know, they're all brilliant um, causes. If you can, your local club, if you can support it, uh, do so. And then, of course, um, you, you've got Autism Ireland and you've got St. Dalton's Ladies who are trying to do something for the whole of the, the whole community of Mead. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons your authorised Automore dealer on 046-955-1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Davey, any other news on the sporting fronts? Or uh, I suppose you were happy enough with Arsenal's 3-all draw today from 3-0 down. Yeah, geez, I was fierce to press there at half-time, Mickey. Uh, it, was, it was a great game. Uh, happy enough with it in the end. Um, but... 
yeah, I, I don't think it's going to make much difference to the grand scheme of things. I think Arsenal need to win the Europa League to have any chance of getting into the Champions League positions. Um, new jerseys. You might have seen our new jerseys, did you, Mickey? Circulating the, around. The Cortown jersey. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're no, out. We had yes. a big launch. Get onto social media and look at our promo video that's now up uh, with the unveiling of the two new jerseys. So uh, good feedback there from, from a few different people. And you just didn't get me to be part of the unveiling, uh, you know? No, uh, well, well, they're only they're only extra large ones, Mickey. Uh, I would have had to get another size for you, but no. Um, yeah. You heard you heard about my medical condition there during the week. Did you? Jeez, I didn't want to bring that up now, but <laughs> we won't, we won't. Um, yeah, uh, come here. Just another little bit of uh, sport news. Disappointed to hear that Air New Air Sport are going to be pulling out of doing. Sporting events, and um, so that means that air won't be um, won't be broadcasting the GA like they were the last couple of years. That's that's uh, all sporting events, is it, Mickey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the channel is disbanding, basically. They, they, their their sport channel is is disbanding, yeah, because lack of sport this year, they weren't able to, so they're not right. able to fund it for next year and stuff. So it's um, it is really disappointing because you look back at I think it was twenty seventeen, you know. Uh, quarterfinals of club championships and mm. semi-finals and everything. There was football on <clears throat> all day Saturday and all day Sunday with Air Sport covering club championship. It was just it was just brilliant. I, I just remember the the frenzy a couple of years ago when when Air Sport were covering all the, the club football. It was just everybody was just talking about it. it yeah that's a, that's a real shame Mick I, I didn't I wasn't aware of that now even yeah. even last year sure I think your your game against uh, Screen was on air Screen so last year yeah that's right yeah yeah um, so that is that is a little bit of disappointing news and um for the club footballer as well do you know we it mm. really is because it, it the club footballer was starting to get a bit of recognition because in all fairness club football is so competitive and so professional these days that the crack has gone out of it nearly. You know, um, it's so tactically um, uh, astute and it's so... Everything about it is, is is fine margins. It's like county football was maybe 15 years ago. Club football has gone to that level. And, and while that's great and it's brilliant um, and players are really, you know, getting into it, it just puts more pressure on players, I feel. And, you know, this was... And, and for for little reward, but la- the last few years they were getting their fifteen minutes on on air sport. You know what I mean? Like, and they were getting that little bit of stardom or whatever. Their fifteen minutes of fame by being able to be on Teenage E or Air Sport, and you know the the, the 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 TV channels there. This that's that's another outlet gone. So you're a lot of players. You, only one team can win a club championship. So the rest of the players have done it for nothing basically all year. Is what I'm saying. Uh, they don't even get their 15 minutes of fame anymore. Yeah, now possibly that could open up, uh, you know, doors for possibly RT <laughs> or TG Car. You know, we don't know what the rights are going to go like. But I would always, not even the club, but I used to love uh, sitting down on a Saturday evening at home to watch a, an Allianz League game yeah. from Division 1 or 2. I think they used to have two games, usually a Division 1 and Division 2 offering on a Saturday evening. And, you know, generally speaking, it'd be February time and, be cold out, pissing rain, and you could sit back and you know enjoy it in front of you. Um, that'll be a big blow as well for a lot of people who you know might mightn't travel on a horrible Saturday night away from home and stuff. And if your game's on the TV, but fingers crossed, someone else can, you know, one man's losses and another man's gain, and and it might just uh, might flip flop, and someone else might get the rights. Yeah, hopefully they do because 
not only was it good for the for the supporters, but it was good for the county boards. They got a sure. nice little yeah. lift out of each of those uh, games that Air Sport covered. But uh, yeah, that's just another little bit of disappointment. Davey, have you been out cutting the grass yet? Um, because oh, I, we're having a wonderful week of weather. I'm just wondering, have you been out I, I haven't, uh, but my parents have. <laughs> they, were out, uh, they were out the other day when I was working. Uh, it could have been Friday. I'm, I'm not sure what day it was, but yeah, got its first cut and uh, looks great. And the ground, even I've, I've done a bit of running actually, and I was down at the pitch and we were kind of running around the pitch, you know, for the last few weeks, but I actually went and did a few sprints on the pitch on Friday and the noticeably difference between being on the pitch a week or two ago to being on it now, the ground is a lot harder um, and even it's got a couple of cuts now as well under its belt. So it's, it's just great and it's a real sign of the summer. We were just saying off air before we came on, Mickey, look out the window and it's great yeah. to see the, the bright evenings, you know, on the, the stretch there. And obviously the clocks are um, are going to be changed now in the next week or two as well, which will will add on another hour. Yeah, they will indeed. You were saying just there about court and football pitch um, that, you know, the noticeable difference um, two weeks ago was soft. It's, it's already yeah. hard. I thought all year round it was soft and that there was no difference in the, in the, in the pitch out there. It's, it's, it's not as soft. Um, <laughs> yeah, please don't say, don't say it was firm or hard. Though, no, to be, to be fair, we've done a massive drainage job on the pitch in the last six or nine months and, you know, that's starting to come into, come into effect now and, I am just conscious that our pitch has actually got a bit of a break this year because traditionally we'd be training on our pitch from, you know, January, February time on in the muck and shite. We don't have the benefit at the moment of having a second pitch. And, you know, that probably has stood to it now this year because there's not a lot of that heavy training at a bad time of the year. Yeah, yeah. We'd lost you there, but I think you're saying no, no heavy training. Um, at that time of the year, so yeah, um, yeah, can't wait to get back out on the fields. And uh, the reason why I was I was uh, talking about that is that the um uh, the, the Automore, the Husqvarna Automore that we got off uh, PR Sons and Coins, young Kevin there came down and fitted it for the PR uh, Sons and Coins. Yeah, PR Coins and Sons. Did I say PR Sons and Coins? I think so. <laughs> it's all about the coinage down there with them sons. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, it's it's an absolute. Just you know, if anybody out there is thinking about uh, getting one, I couldn't recommend it any any more highly because it is just amazing. Um, it's been cutting for the last month, but when the weather is fine, like over the last week, we have it out even more. And garden, like you're driving past your neighbours and and they're all out cutting the grass, and you're looking at the grass and you're going, Jesus. Grass doesn't need to be cut, like it's, it's done. It's just class. It is. It's, a, it's an amazing little piece of machinery. Um, and you become very attached to them. You, you nearly it's like a pet. <laughs> oh, it, I, if, the, the funny thing is, is it, it, it is like a pet. You start to humanize it. Um, like we've given it a name, and if we'll say he gets stuck out in the garden, and if you left a football or something and he ran up onto the football and he gets stuck or something like that, um, he sends you a message. And then when you go out, his lights are flashing, and he just looks like like he's a, getting a, up on the football, is he? He looks, he looks like a, he looks like a puppy that's after getting stuck, getting his head stuck in a fence or something. Um, it's Mickey, just, Mickey uh, this is shades of Father Ted when Jack gets the break. You don't need to to, to <laughs> feed it, to water it, to look after it. It's the ideal pet. Uh, it's, it really is the ideal pet, and it cuts your grass for you, um, and you don't have to clean up shit after it as well. So it's not like getting a sheep. Where the sheep will keep the grass low, but you'll have to clean up the sheep. Yeah, no, look, just a, a, a plug there for, for Kevin, because honestly, 
it is an amazing piece of machinery. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. JB, we'll move on to our Club Lotto section for this week. And uh, I presume you've had all the PROs, haven't you? Have indeed, Mickey. Yeah. Um, so starting first is, let me just see, just want to get the right one just so I don't miss out on any of them. But I think Screen GFC is first on my list for this week. Um, they said no winner of last week's jackpot. Um, but they're, they didn't actually tell me what their next jackpot is. Um, sorry, I don't know what the screen jackpot is roughly making. I have no idea. They're, no they're just delighted week. it wasn't one last week. Exactly, saying, yeah. exactly. Andy Smith in Dunshockland and Royal Gales um, has a little bit more information for me. The numbers drawn were 114, 19 and 21. There was no jackpot winner. They had four match three winners getting 50 or each. Next jackpot is Monday night at 8.30pm live on Facebook. 13,000 8,800 of reserve built up. I'm fascinated by the reserve because it's 100% going to end up at 13,000 as well. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happens then, but anyway. Um, and Alvi is next up and there's his cap to 10,000 as well. They have a reserve built up of 4,400 at the minute. There's also takes place on Monday night and you can play that one at GFC or on the Club Force app. Cortown GFC next up. A uh, 5,200 jackpot is still in operation every Friday night live on Facebook at 10 p.m. You can play that one at Cortown ga.com uh, Waterstown GFC four and a half thousand there's their draw takes place tonight which is Sunday night at 9pm and again you can play that one on the Club Force app uh, from Conrad GFC 7,900 steadily Tuesday nights and it can be played online linking all of their social media homepages Minolte GFC the biggest in the county still 15,000 it takes place tonight Sunday at 9pm again on the Club Force app Kilmainham GFC 4,900 every Monday night Effective GFC takes place on Tuesday night at 8pm, 3,600 euro of a jackpot. Gail Column Kill um, did no winner of last week's jackpot, which means this Thursday's jackpot stays at 12,000, which it is capped at. Ballinabracky GFC, they had no winner of their 5,600 euro jackpot. Their draw takes place Monday night at 9pm, and you can play that one on Club Force as well. Drumbarra GFC, um, theirs takes place every Monday night at 9pm live on Drums TV. Tomorrow night's jackpot is 2,100. Again, that one's on Club Force. Oldcastle GFC, Mickey, we had three uh, numbers in the Oldcastle uh, lot last week. Um, So so near and yet so far again of that 11,200 jackpot, which did survive incidentally, um, and it rolls on to 11,300 this Wednesday night. Final one on my radar is from Clannard GFC, 4,800 euro, and it's live on Facebook every single Monday night at 8pm. Yeah, interestingly there, Navin O'Matneys are still still just stinging from... uh, Nothing from them. Nothing, nothing, nothing. They don't want anybody to know that they do a lotto anymore uh, <laughs> because their, their lotto jackpot was won last week. It was 14,000. 
Um, and five hundred, uh, I think, wasn't it? Fourteen five, something like that. Absolutely brilliant. And uh, yeah, they, uh, they so their lotto was one. It wasn't me and you. Um, just so that everybody knows. Um, we're here tonight. We're not in Barbados spending the fourteen thousand five hundred. Um, uh, we've two more in there. We've got uh, Jelly has been in contact from Simonson. Uh, the one and only James uh, there. Um, just let me know that there was no winner of the Simonson Lotto. Um, there was no match three. We had two numbers, actually. Uh, we had 26. The lucky dips were Catherine Cal, Mary Gallagher and James Sheehy. And then uh, we also have uh, Declan Kinsler was in contact from Centralstown GFC. And their Lotto is now 9,100 on Monday. And that's every Monday evening. Um, they have five lucky dip winners of 25 euro each if it's not one and the maximum jackpot will be 10,000 and it will revert back to 1,000 day you can do their lotto on smart lotto um, so if you go on to any of their any of the club's social media pages I'm sure you'll find the link to their lottos Lush beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches at Husqvarna we have the perfect solution Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coyne & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Davey, we will uh, go to our Instagram Instagram Interactive now, if we have any. Yeah, not, not much this week, to be fair now, but uh, one ever right. present is Peter Duffy, who disappointed in the We Are Mead uh, Easter quiz, or Patrick's <laughs> quiz, sorry, Patrick's um, quiz, yeah. during, during the week. Yeah, he started well, but just didn't have the stamina to finish out the job, unfortunately. Yes, well, we should probably have a chat about that. We really, we had a really good quiz there. Mm. It was the easiest quiz, the easiest me GA quiz ever, and um, it was a bit of crack, Davy. Um, like the questions ranged from who is the cap, uh, the the Mead senior manager, um, like that's how easy it was to please correct, please select the correct spelling for Mead below, and there'd be four different answers, and people were getting them wrong because everybody knew that it was. The faster you answered the question, the more points you got. So if you answered it first, you got more points than the person who answered it second. Yeah. And uh, we had uh, a runaway winner. And I, I, I'm not sure, but I, I think she, it could have been uh, it could have been a jockey. Was she over in Was she over in uh, Cheltenham during the week as well? Because <laughs> it, it, this she just ran away with it. This this girl from Castleton. It was Rachel Blackmore. Yeah, who yeah, had Rachel Blackmore. Uh, no, no, Sarah McMahon, who is. Uh, the PRO over in Castletown and she wasn't on the Zoom Mickey and this was a massive bone of contention with the people that were on the Zoom because yeah. they were so we were obviously remote doing it myself and yourself and they were sure that you were playing under this girl's name because it was literally um, an absolute procession to be honest with you she just romped home from start to finish um, unbelievable and I, I contact her obviously to, to let her know that she won and everything like that. And, uh, you know, her terminology was that she was the only female in the quiz from what she could see. And that gave her a little bit more impetus to try and beat the lads. Now, there was some scenarios when we were pausing it, you know, for little breaks and that. Yeah. She didn't know what was happening, <laughs> you know, but she had the bit between her teeth and uh, she 
absolutely put the lads to shame and comprehensively won the quiz and, and was well deserved. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, definitely well deserved. And you know, we had a couple of our regulars, the likes of Duffer. We had Jelly. We had PS Tapes. We had uh, Andrew Smith. Yeah, you know, there was a there was a lot of lads. Who, there was a lot of big GA heads uh, doing the doing the the quiz there during the week, and uh, they were they were all put to shame. A lot of them making big big mistakes as well. And um, you know the. the, the they were they were going for the answer way too quick a lot of the time, um, and the pressure didn't suit them. No, and like there were some great starts, but yeah, as you say, Mickey just didn't maintain it, and it was the it was the type of quiz that, you know, the whole point, as you say, was it was done on speed scoring, so you know it was in your interest to get. It. And to be fair, I could see them coming in on the screen how quickly they were answering them, and like sometimes the longest thing of was actually reading the question. Do you know what I mean? Because if a question yeah. was two or three lines long. It was you nearly had to second guess what the answer would be, and we didn't. To be fair, we didn't play too many tricks or anything like that. Sometimes there was one I think you put in about Sean Boylan's name. How do you spell it? Wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, a couple of people got that wrong. And then the mead manager, I think we had Jerry McAtee in as an option, and that just caught a few people out. Not that they didn't know it was Andy, but just seeing McAtee and clicked. I think there. Was, I think there was one brilliant one, um, which was a picture of you. And uh, then the start of the question was, Davy Rispin uh, is partial to a Malibu and milk. And then the next part of the, the question was, this is irrelevant to this question. And, yeah. lo- and one of the answers was Courtown. So a few of the lads went straight in, saw Davy Rispin a picture, saw Davy Rispin in the question, and went straight for Courtown. And they were trying to preempt what the, the actual and question Mickey, was. And Mickey, can I come in and say that I am in that vein that I put in a question and a picture about myself. That was your doing. <laughs> That's a lot you did. Yeah, no, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> but look, it was really, really good crack. And, um, you know, uh, we learned a little bit as well about our, ourselves because uh, we did have a couple of uh, mistakes in the quiz. We were under time constraints trying to get it done during the week. Um, but going forward, we will definitely be doing one of them again. I Absolutely, yeah. And I think a happy medium of probably uh, difficult, easy questions will, will work well, because there's definitely, as you say, um, little pointers we could take out the Christmas quiz, but also the Paddy's Day quiz and stuff uh, as well. Um, but overall, you know, it's a bit of crack and uh, we really enjoyed doing it. I think the people, that's fair to say, enjoyed taking part as well. So, yeah. They did, yeah, even Peter Duffy, like, um, <laughs> yeah, I, think it was, I think it was leading after three questions. Um, uh, and then I, think he, I think he got a timber match apart. and he was distracted then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because that doesn't happen too often. For no, him. that's so, what that Jelly was, said to me. He was, he, was, he was in shock, yeah, and, and good old Jelly was in there as well. But uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. And speaking of Peter Duffy, that was our first question on uh, Instagram. Yeah, it was indeed. Uh, he says, after COVID, should there be a permanent lockdown for Jelly to save enough women for the rest of us? Uh, look, he, he's, he's a magnet. That's just it. Um, and... Peter Duffy is going to have to just start taking taking some advice from the gentleman. Yeah, but Jelly just got in touch with us then, and he says not even that would get Peter Duffy a woman. So, yeah. So I didn't want to be cruel. Uh, Jelly just said what we were all thinking. 
the, as, as part of the Instagram, Mickey, sometimes it just preempt people by putting up a couple of bullet points as to what we've done on the Loyal Royals and stuff, just to maybe if they want a bit of feedback to, to give us for the podcast. So obviously two of them was the Clannar Best 10 yeah. and uh, then the Memory Lane, which we're going to be doing on, on this week's Loyal Royals. We'll probably explain that in a little bit more detail now in a few minutes. But the first one was from Simon Finn. And in, in response to the Clannard Best 10, he just said there's 10 players in Clannard. Oh, ow. Um, well, the funny thing is, is that when we went through it, Davy, and when you went through it with a fine tooth comb, this is probably one of the hardest to pick because there's that much quality. Yeah. Well, and, and there has been over the last 10 years in Clonard. Um, Clonard's biggest problem, I suppose, over the last 10 years was getting all of these players available and on the field at the same time because they've an unbelievable uh, wealth of, of, of really talented footballers. Yeah, and I hate to break it to Simon, but I would have to say hand in heart, it was easier picking the Balnebracchi uh, best 10 since 2010 than picking the Clenard one, so. Ouch. Um, Robert Perfield is next up, and again, in reply to one of our bullet points, he says, memory lane, question mark. I barely remember what I'd done yesterday. <laughs> so <laughs> we've put up, um, and, and you can explain this in a little bit more detail, Mickey, but we've put up uh, the pictures of the programmes that we're going to be delving into it in a little bit more detail looking back on um, from random years and random games and stuff and I just wanted to see was there any opinions from our listeners so this is what uh, what Rob's got back to me and it is very hard to picture some games particularly the Borum ones you can't really yeah yeah the, um, like so just going back to the idea the idea is a trip down memory lane Davy Rispin has kept every programme that he's uh, uh, from every game that he's ever attended so I said to him, you know, randomly pick out, just close your eyes, put your hands in, grab three different programs and we will discuss the games and we'll put it up, as Davey said, on Instagram and get uh, people's point of view on the games. We've picked out three games from the early, uh, 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 the earlier part of this decade, 2010, 11 and 12, I think it is, yeah. um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and would just, just so happens to be two league games and one championship game um, and uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go through the games uh, as a memory and go through the teams and whatever um, so again it'll be very interesting funny thing is 2010, 11 and 12 I was involved with the Calvin team so I, I wasn't at any of these games unless we played against Calvin but we were playing Division 3 we were playing Division 2 for a lot of that time so um, yeah <laughs> for me it's going to be I remember looking at the results and, and, and reading the, the, the newspaper articles at the time, but I wouldn't have been able to attend any of these games because I would have been tied up myself. But Davy Rispin was there and he was there in the flesh and we'd be going through those games. I think it's a great idea. I think, you know, some weeks we're going to hit red herrings or, you know, games that like you would say, Jesus, I was at that game and I don't even remember it because it was, it was just so, you know, unmemorable mm. or whatever the word is. Um, you know, like, so uh, and then there's going to be some some top-notch games. Something that I've noticed as well from going through the, 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 the three games uh, is there was, without, without giving too much away, I, I think, I've, you know, the, 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 there, was a, there was a trend to the mid team from the, from, from the start of the decade to the end of the decade, I suppose, to, towards the latter part of the decade, from 2010 to maybe 2017. There is a trend with that team, but we'll go into more depth on it. Uh, in the in the Royals, I'll talk to you about that one later on. So yeah, if you that is one of the the, 
the podcast we'll be doing on our loyal loyals this week and of course we will be doing the 10 best since 2010 and this week Damien is going to be beliver but we'll maybe talk about that before the end of the podcast have we got any more questions on Instagram we do uh, Jelly himself is in touch and he says Brennan to get the ban from the next We Are Mead quiz after Tuesday night yeah look I made a mistake on one of them I had, uh, I had two correct answers uh, on, on, uh, instead of one on one of the questions so um yeah, we just have to just have to be a little bit more careful. Um, yeah, I, I think I was guilty as well, to be fair. But uh, I think you're you're getting singled out, and Andy Smith agreed with that. But look, at, oh. you're, you're always going to have a couple of blips. I think. Yeah, well, see, mine 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 happened towards the end of the quiz. Yours happened at the start of the quiz. Yours was in the first twenty five questions. There was a couple of mistakes, but mine were towards the end. And I suppose the ones towards the end, it's like it's like when a free is given away at the start of a game, and it, it might be. You know, a dubious free. You kind of forget about that by the end. But if there's a dubious free given away in the last five minutes, it's not something you forget too quickly. You know, that kind of way. Very true. Yeah. Andy Smith himself is in and he said, off topic, but CJ Stander, take a bow, son. Yeah, do you know what? I'm not really... <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about this myself. We're, we're very similar, Mickey. But but you know what? CJ Stander, like Stander, like is just... He's a phenomenal... And, and watching him yesterday against England and... You know, he, he at one stage he took two guys, uh, hit him. One hit him and he didn't stop him. And then the other fella hit him and didn't stop him. And I think Ireland may have won a penalty not long after that. Mm. And he just, the, the video pans to him and he's just smiling. He's just like, yeah, I love it. You know, you know, you could just see he loves the rough and, rough and tumble, you know, that kind of way. And he, he was so, you know, just like, yeah, two of you hit me and you just couldn't even knock me. You know, that kind of way. And I do, look, he is going to be a huge loss to Ireland rugby. It must be, it must be weird because I suppose as GA players, either for club or county, you never know quite when your last game is going to be. But he, you know, in the week he came out with the announcement that he was retiring with immediate effect from both club rugby, but also um, from the summer. Yeah, 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 exactly. So like he knew that was going to be his last game for Ireland. So as you say, he probably went out and really enjoyed it, relished everything. There's a couple of pictures doing the rounds then on social media of him out in the pitch half an hour, 40 minutes after the game, just kind of soaking it all in for Taking the last time. Yeah. Really emotional, you know, but um, yeah, absolutely incredible. And like that, Mickey, I wouldn't be a massive rugby fan, but an unbelievable win. But even, I don't know, did you see the Wales and France game last I night? Didn't, it was I good. didn't get to see that. I just saw oh. the end try. I just saw the end try. It's um, probably the best game of rugby I've ever I've ever witnessed, Mickey. It was just incredible. You, you're absolutely glued to it. Like, Yeah, just to take it back to the Ireland game, like, and, and it was absolutely brilliant. And for the little bit of rugby that I do watch, and I, yeah. you know, I watch a little bit of it each year. I will get involved with the Six Nations, maybe. I wouldn't really watch the pro. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro whatever, 15 pro or whatever. Pro 12, yeah. Pro 12 or whatever that number is. Um, or Pro 14. Pro 14. <laughs> we, we oh, yeah, it used to be the Pro 12. <laughs> we get there eventually. Yeah. Um, you know, um, but I really found, I really thought watching that Ireland game yesterday that a lot of the time they were going off script and going off the cuff, which for me in a game of rugby kind of like th- things went well for Ireland yesterday. There's no doubt about it. Now, there was a lot of things that were brilliant at in the tackle and the, the stripping of possession and the, you know, the scrums and a lot of it was technically brilliant, but a lot of it was off the cuff, which is you're not supposed to really do in rugby. Everything is supposed to be pre-planned and, and whatever. And I feel this might sound bad, but that they may have got a little bit lucky. Do you know that kind of way? They had a few planned moves, 
But a lot of the time, I thought that they were just playing off the cuff. Um, I, I think in, my... a, in every sport, not just rugby, but if you can if you can bring more intensity to a game than your opponents, I think that's going to, you know, you might term it as luck, but I think it's going to generate, you'll kind of make your own luck, if, if that makes sense. Things will start falling in your favour, whereas if you come out in your slack and, be fair for large parts of it, England were. I won't take away from Ireland, but England were really poor. Um, and but for a late red card, you know, I think that they kind of put a little bit of respectability on the scoreboard, they wouldn't have done so. Um, but I think even just that, and even the, the probably the CJ Stander element to it as well, gave them a little bit of impetus to, to maybe yeah. go out and do it for him as well. I don't know, but yeah, superb win, Mick. Yeah, there, were, there was fire in their belly, that is for sure. And I, like they were immense, they were absolutely brilliant yesterday. It was always good to get one over the old foes. So it was. Um, next one is from Jake McCredden, and he says, "Best ten for Nafina." Yeah, that'll be coming up soon. Um, and uh, you know they've got some really exciting young prospects coming through at the moment, who are probably just a little, little bit too late in the decade um, uh, for getting into our best ten. But Jesus Christ, they've had some players in, in, in the last, and and they've had they've had a crossover. So maybe they're. A lot of their top, top players made it through to maybe 2015, 2016. Yeah. And then there was the new brigade coming in, mixed with the old brigade. So that would be a really interesting one to, to pick. Well, there's still, yeah, there's still a core group of um, probably five or six still yeah. playing now that were there in the early part of the decade when they obviously got to the senior final um, and, and had a couple of other memorable years as well. So, yeah, that'll be a really interesting one, particularly for a senior club. Um it's it's not often the case, but Nafina's side is, I think, will reflect a lot more like maybe an intermediate or junior side that we do in yeah. terms of that, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, last one on my list is from Dara C9, and he just said, Tiger roll, take a bow. Another taking a bow. Um, I'll leave you to that one. I'm not into the horse race, and I'm, I'm totally oh, well, so well, like, I'll leave it to you. Oh, well, like, <laughs> a phenomenal story, you know, and from a, from a Mead standpoint as well, the ultimate kind of comeback story as well. Tiger Roll looked best, uh, you know, ran a couple of weeks ago in Navin before running in Cheltenham and then ran in the cross country, you know, a, a mad race, just completely unique to, to everything and an over four mile race and just rammed home again, loves Cheltenham and, you know, has, has given the people of, of Mead and, and Summerhill some great days and still obviously going strong. Um, so yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Um, I don't think there's any more. Uh, sorry, Mick, I'm just doing a refresh. No, nothing, not, nothing in from PS. No, no, and he usually comes in around this time, but uh, very little from him uh, this week. He, although he did give us a good contribution on Tuesday night, to be fair to him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, probably didn't go his way. The, probably the questions didn't suit him, were probably too easy for an intellectual like PS. Um, you know, um, it was he, he. He he gave it a good good shot. He was up and down on that leaderboard a few times. He was up at the second for a little while and the whole lot, but uh, unfortunately didn't make it to, to the top of the to the summit of the table by the end of the quiz. And uh, he stayed on for uh, uh, an ale beverage after the the quiz was over, and we got a few memories from him. Seven PS be good good. Great buddies, best friends. Like so, and um, we have we go back a long way. So we had a few stories that we introduced you to, Davy, that we can't really share on the podcast. No, no, definitely not. Maybe another time. Maybe possibly when we have another quiz, we'll get PS to spill the beans. 
<laughs> Maybe we will. Have you anything else then for the podcast this week? No, I don't think so. Excellent. Well, look, we are Mead. Why? It matters more.